Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Goodbye, and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewers' discretion is advised. Hey, y'all already know what it is. It's 8 p.m. Eastern, and of course, we are live on the Evening Rush Network. Of course, it's me, T.L. Matt. Of course, my co-host, Rails, a.k.a. Mr. Do Everything. 24-7, never sleep. Mr. I don't know what he's doing next because he's doing something all the time. He's probably doing something right now on the phone on the side. You know, shout out to Rails. But of Appreciate course, that. we got a special guest in the building. Yo, this dude right here, yo, I've been chopping it up with him for maybe, maybe, damn, it's been almost a year because I met you before we started doing the um the challenge. Oh, right. Transformation challenge. So shout out to my man Jesse Flowers, yo, the man, the myth, the legend. He just took first place at a show. What I, th- I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, June actually, it's been almost two months. Damn, yo, times this summer flew. Mm-hmm. Yo, but ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Flowers, and he's out of. He's not even. In, he's you're not in Texas. You you was in Colorado at one point. No, no, I was in New Mexico. And Texas. I lived in, worked in Texas, so it was a three-hour round trip twice a day. Damn. That was during prep. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You was commuting three hours and still in prep? Six hours a day, yep. And you still cleaned up at the show? Yo, if motherfuckers don't understand dedication like that right there, Yo, that's dedication right there. I can't even I can't even speak on that right there because my gym is six blocks up. <laughs> Yo, shout no, out. It definitely wasn't easy, but it but but she was worth it. She'll join us here in a minute. They're coloring right now. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I've been telling everybody, you know, yo, Jesse, you know, when when I first, you know, asked for people to be on the show, you know, I put it out there. I was looking for people to be on the show. And as soon as you hit me, I said, you're the one I really wanted on the show. You was the first person I wanted to have when I came back. Nah, he's blushing. Like, <laughs> like, yo, your story is amazing. And your lady, you know, I don't even know her name. It's Kelly. Shelly, yo. Kelly. Kelly? Come say hi. Yo, her, her, her persistence, love, and dedication to you. Listen, I've been telling this man for weeks. Don't ever let you go. <laughs> Hands down. Myself the same about him. You, you, you are a motivator. You inspire. You're amazing. Oh, thank Keep you. doing what you're doing. You, you turned this man oh. into something amazing. Well, thank you. And he turned me into something amazing too. So. Listen, couple goals. <laughs> oh, she oh, wants to. We got another one. Daughter to say wants hi. to say hello. This is say Kelly. Hi. Hi, beautiful. Say hi. You're on TV. Hi, TV. You're on TV. <laughs> yeah, I think you're on TV. I know you're on TV. Yeah. How old are you? Say three. 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 I used to be a three oh. long time ago. That was in the sep- That was in the 1950s. 1950s. <laughs> nice meeting y'all. Likewise. I can't get used to that in Texas, the y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so listen. It's funny. Let's, let's keep it short and sweet. Let, let, let's let's tell people everybody everything about you. Let's tell them where you're from and let's get what got you into your transformation. Well, I was born and raised in New Mexico. I mean, ah. and where I'm from is literally three and a half miles away from Texas. So um, we're right at the border. It's it's crazy because we say that we're three miles we're three miles and one hour away because there's a one hour time zone difference. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So, yeah, no, I grew up in New Mexico, um, loving parents. I absolutely love my mom and pop's death. Uh, my brother was more of a competitor in the sense of bull riding and dirt bike riding and pole vaulting. And th there wasn't an athletic ability that he didn't have in his body. And I was more of an academic. Uh, my, my growing up was books. It was education. It was, it was learning about the world, you know. I steered a lot away from politics, from government, from things like that, things I just associate with to this day. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I did really well in school. I had a couple of scholarships. And then um, when I was 18 years old, 17, I met my first wife, uh, fell in love and school went away. I was like, no, we're not gonna do that. Uh, decided very early that we were gonna get married. So we got married. Then our son came along and that's where the growing up happened really fast because um, my oldest son was born with a condition called hemophilia and i don't know if you guys are aware what that is it's it's a bleeding disorder with the body if it gets a bump or a bruise or a bleed that's deep enough that causes a contusion or a break in the blood vessel it doesn't stop bleeding and so at 20 years old i i daddied up and i adulted up really fast really fast i mean it'll grow you up it'll do one or two either grow you up or it'll throw you out and uh, we saw a lot of parents that ran so we just ran with that the best we could but when i was 23 i suffered a major back injury from a, a fall from very uh, it was two and a half stories and mm. uh, it it broke it didn't necessarily break it, it crushed two of the discs in my lower back and it blew out the discs and so i became a student of what i like to call big pharma where i trusted the doctors for everything that i needed and they immediately began me on um, Oxycontin. You're talking to a guy, like, I, at the time, I'd smoked some pot in high school and stuff. You know, I never drank. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Um, so for them to introduce me to that was, I, I was just like, this is it. This is it right here. I mean, I could walk. I could sleep. I actually finally get my sleep. Like, I got again because uh, I was out of pain. And then up in the dose, up in the dose. Well, it was 2000 and I think it was six or 2007 that the, the pill mills got busted because I was taking right at anywhere from 250 to 400 milligrams of oxy a day. And so that goes away. And then all of a sudden you realize you're in trouble. Uh, it was at that point I realized I was, I was addicted to it because I, they put me down on the lower dose that they were allowed to give the 10 to 20 milligram. And I'm sitting there looking at them like, where's the rest? No, this this isn't gonna do it. This this isn't gonna do anything for me because I legit I really was in pain. Um, I got down to about 125, maybe 130 pounds at that time, mm. and I had a friend uh, introduce me to uh, other narcotics that are opiate based. And when I started that, I was like, nothing gets better than this. Nothing is gonna get better than this. And so I became a drug addict, like full blown drug addict. You know, within within the first time I tried that. And so that went on till 2015. Now, 2015, I had my first major, uh, it was more or less almost organ failure. My liver didn't fail. My kidneys didn't fail. But they got themselves down to the point that my liver enzymes were at like 500 and something thousand. Uh, my creatinine was off the chart. Um, my, my kidneys weren't filtering anything at all. They had hooked me up to tubes for a week uh, in the Lubbock Hospital. And they pumped me full of an, another sedative that actually weaned me off of the opiates. And so I got out of the hospital, you know, and I'm like, that's it. You know, I'm done. Cool. And I, and I haven't touched a drug since. It's been those July 15th of 2015. And I, I haven't touched dope or any kind of a drug whatsoever since. But yeah, it was seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, this past July was seven years. Congratulations. And, yes, appreciate. absolutely. It's, it's a huge deal, especially in the recovery community, when you got guys that are fighting for just one day. And to me, one day is equal to 100 years. It's just what the, all we can do is with the decisions that we make today. That's it. Yesterday has, has no place whatsoever. That, that's nostalgia to me. Whatever I did yesterday doesn't matter. It's about what I'm doing today. And so when I get to work with these same guys that are going through their own demons, you know, they're fighting their own battles, and they make it through 24 hours, you, you just live the most victorious day of your entire life. You've never known freedom before for, for decades for some people. And so uh, for them to walk 24 hours without, you know, putting a needle in their body or anything up their nose or a bottle in their hand, you know, that's, it's miraculous. But just because I quit doing the dope 
uh, alcohol was legal. And to me, I was like, hey, it's not, you know, opiates. It's not dope. Uh, so I continued to drink. And I wasn't drinking like an absolute fish. Well, to society, I was drinking like a fish. And in my category, I was like, you know, fifth of vodka a day is okay. You know, that's fine. But um, so I, I, I decided, I was like, you know what? I, I'm functioning now, right? So I'm not doped out all the time and I can move. And I decided to start going to the gym. Now, at the time that I started going to the gym in 2017, 2016, it was 2016, I was right at about 290 pounds. I gained 140 pounds in a year. Mm. In a year. And that's you being clean? Yeah. Well, no, it was because like I had a, I had an appetite back again. Right. And so, I, and I was a fast food eater. I didn't know anything about working out. I didn't know anything about the gym outside of what we did in high school, you know, and in the gymnasium there. And so what I, I realized I had to do something, but I, I manipulated with it because I still wanted to drink. But if you start looking better and if you start losing weight, People aren't going to assume that you're that you're drunk, you know, because it looks like your life is improving, right? Your health is improving, your body's improving. So I started out small. I started walking a mile every other day, and I cut all cokes and and sodas and all that kind of stuff out of my diet, and I lost thirty pounds in, in three months. Mm. And I got some courage, you know, and I got some courage, and I was like, I'm going to go join the gym. So I joined a local gym, and it was my former karate instructor from when I was a kid. And I walk in, and I don't know what I'm doing. I just know you pick this up, and you put it down, and you push this over your head, and you pull it down, and the, the basics of it, you know, push-pull. And then I remember I walked in there. It was November of 2016, and I saw the first actual bodybuilder I'd ever seen in my entire life. Like, I've seen them in the magazines. I've seen them on the movies, you know, things like that. I've never seen one in real life. And, and right there in my hometown, boom. Here's Ivan Montano, ready to go. I mean, show prepped, ready to go. And I looked at him, and I didn't envy him. I didn't. I just understood what's possible. I was like, because it, it's not to to devalue what somebody does, but when I say if you can do it, that means I can do it. It just means that I've understood the possibility. Okay, you have shown me what is possible. So that's basically my hat off to you. You've done something that now I understand in my own way is possible to achieve. Uh, a lot of people don't really get that concept. It's so I put it a different way. I'm like, if you have a Rolls Royce and I buy a Rolls Royce, it doesn't devalue yours, nor does it increase the value of mine. Absolutely. We to get to a place where we can afford the same thing is all it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't one up it doesn't mean anything like that i just understand the value of something now and so i followed him like i'd, I'd watch him from afar and i'd see what he was doing in the gym and i mean just punching it with some intensity and we talked a little bit and he'd help me out with my diet a little bit and so I, I stopped doing like the sonic cheeseburgers and i stopped doing the pizza hut all the time and so i eliminated uh what what i would call now like absolute garbage food and i started eating healthier um, and then I ran into another guy. I'd got down to about one, 190, maybe 200 or so. I'd lost about 90 pounds. And another buddy had turned me on to cycles. And okay. so this is where it's at, right? And, and I so, don't think anybody understands when we when we talk. I mean, we've talked about cycles on the show, but we, we consider it gear. Oh, okay. All right. I get what you're saying. Okay. I got you. 100%. Muscle enhancers. Yeah. PEDs. So, PEDs, and they definitely are. So I did one cycle that lasted about 35 months. Like, I just never stopped. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Wait, time wait, out. wait, real quick, real quick. What is you the want? usual cycle? What is the usual cycle? 35 months? Yeah, it was on for 35 months. That's three years. Everything up. I mean, by the time that I had stopped, because I make good money in the oil field. And so by the time that I had stopped, I was able to afford four IUs of True Growth a day. I was okay. doing quarters of a gram of trend a week. I was doing about a gram of test, 300 a week. I was doing half a gram. Whoa, wait, wait. You was doing a gram of test a week? a week? Yeah, per week. So you was taking what? How many bottles is that? That's uh, 300. That's You was going to do like four bottles a day? No, that's more than four. No, 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 because you're looking at milligrams. Okay? Oh, so milligrams. You know, so you was, doing, you, was doing, you was doing a 10. Right, and so if I and I would do like 0.75 like every other day, and so yeah, it comes it comes out to about a gram. About a gram, yeah. Yeah, and so the same thing with the trend. The trend I do, you know, right at a gram a week because I fell in love with it. 
but I was able to get from that 200 point and I got up to about 227 of just rock, absolute rock. And so I'm getting all the attention in the world. Um, my marriage is already going to shit all because of me and my little attitude. And I'm the best guy on the freaking planet and I deserve everything in the world and I'm not doing dope anymore. And on top of all that, I had graduated from uh, seminary. So I became an ordained minister during this time too. Right. Mm. And it wasn't to preach the gospel more or less. What it was is that if I know more about the Bible than you, I can shut you up and I can keep going on doing my thing. That was, I'm serious. I'm, and I have no shame in telling the truth about all of this because I was, I was one of the most manipulative people you'd probably ever meet in your entire life. And there's the funny thing is, like, since, I've, since I, we started talking, I, 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 I've never could see that from you. No, well, no, it's, it's, it's super humble. And that's that's where I'll get into recovery because that is where my entire world, my axis completely flipped on everything. But yeah, so I graduated with top honors. I became an ordained minister. I'm still an ordained minister. <clears throat> and then in 2018, it was November 8th of 2018. Um, I had kind of dabbled into recovery a little um, because my wife at the time could really sense I was drinking hard and heavy. I mean, I was going on bingers two or three times a week. And uh, I was on top of that, I'm seeing a psychiatrist, you know, to try to like BS my way into like psych meds and like, hey, anything I can do to throw her off. Like, hey, it's the pill that's making me act this way. You're wrong. I'm not drinking that much. And so um, November, it was November 8th of 2018. My baby cousin, he was 20 years old at the time, got into a motorcycle accident. He and I, you know, we have a huge age gap. We got a, we got a 19 year age gap. Mm-hmm. But um he was killed and he was my gym buddy at the time. Like I didn't really have any gym buddies, you know, Ivan showed me the way, but Ivan, he was a competitor at the time, still is to this day, you know? And so I don't have time to go and work out with him. And I, I knew what I needed to do and I was able to do it. And now you got this guy that you get to mentor. Right. And that's, that's what JJ was to me. It's like, I kind of get to pass down the things that I've learned and I get to work out with him. And, and lo and behold, he dies in a motorcycle wreck. Well, that threw me over the edge, threw me over the edge. It was bottle after bottle every day. And it's because I had a resentment against his dad. See, his dad, and I love his father to death. You know, he's, he's my second cousin. But he stayed sober from the time he lost his son through the funeral to this day, to this day, still sober. And I envied that. I couldn't understand how somebody could go through so much trauma and make it through it sober, not even wanting to drink, not wanting to use, because I didn't understand that path. To me, the gym was, uh, I hate the world, I'm going to go work out. I want to drink too much, I'm going to earn the drink, so I'm going to go burn the calories and put the muscle on to earn the vodka. And My mentality was just screwed up. And so I just started hitting that bottle hard, I mean, really hard. And in January, two months later, he could tell that I'd been drinking way too much. He started taking me to a couple of meetings here and there, and I'd be like 90 seconds sober walking into the meeting. That's, that's about the only hour in a day that I wouldn't drink. And as soon as we, he dropped me off at the house, I'd get my truck, boom, go grab a bottle, start pounding the bottle again. So that went on, and that went on all the way up to July. And in July, my, my, wife, my ex-wife and I had separated several times because of my addictions and my behavior, you know. And so it was July 27th. I, I'll never forget that day. I go to see my psychiatrist. And it's the first time he can smell alcohol in my breath. After all these years, it's the first time he could smell it. And he tells me straight up, there's nothing I could do for you. I can't prescribe anything for you. There's, there's nothing you could take. Um, you know, I wish you the best of luck, but what you need is AA. And I'm like, man, my uncle did AA and he died a heroin addict, you know, and my, my grandfather was in it 47 years and, you know, he died sober. I was like, I'm just not going to do it. But then he got me. He says, think about it this way. It's a place you can go for one hour without your wife yelling at you. I was like, all right, I'm sold. (laughs) I mean, it was bad. I made it really bad. And so what I would do is I'd go grab a bottle and then I'd put it in the car. I'd go to the meeting because she would track my phone. She would try to see if I'm stopping at like the quick shops and stuff like that. And I'm like, ha yeah, I'm driving straight home. And I chug that bottle before I get home. She can't figure out how I can get drunk so fast. And it was just, it was a terrible freaking way to live. So July 27th, I go into that meeting and there's men in there that don't even know me, right? They, I go into a recovery meeting. They don't even know me and they are, they're offering me help. And I'm like, you don't even know who I am, and, and you're willing to try to do, what do you want? What's the catch? You know, what's the catch? 
And they're like, no, we just want to stay sober. And I'm like, uh-huh, well, just don't drink and you're good, right? I didn't know anything about it. And so they continued on. September 9th of 2019, my parents found me unresponsive in my house. Mm. And I can't tell you anything whatsoever outside of waking up, I believe it was the end of the night on the 12th or the beginning of the morning of the 13th. It's, it's all a blur to me. But I did. I lost two and a half days of my life because of, you know, alcohol poisoning. And uh, the doctor that treated me for the liver failure and all of that back in 2015 is the same ER doctor that walks in on the on September 11th or 12th. And, and uh, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, so the only two times I've ever seen this ER doc is liver failure from, you know, opiate addiction. And now uh, my body shutting down because of alcoholism. And uh, he, I know my mom was there. I can't remember if my wife at the time was there or not. But he just walks in and he says, he says, Jesse, you're fucked. And I was like, what? And I'm scared at this point, right? Because you don't know about your life. You don't know about a couple of days. I got scared. And so he told me there's nothing they could do for me. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to die or something, right? It, it did enough. It was scary enough. Well, my parents didn't believe a word that I said. They'd heard everything in the world, every excuse in the world. My wife at the time wasn't going to believe anything I said. So I took the the liberty of putting myself into rehab this time. I sought it out this time, and I sought out a good one. And so I went, and I committed to the program. I got into the books. I did the work. I worked with others. And I've been clean and sober ever since, working with other men who are dealing with addiction. But the story of bodybuilding, like people say, oh, well, you went from one addiction to another extreme. No, I used bodybuilding to mask the addictions. Mm -hmm. I just found something I like to do, though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is that in this act of alcoholism, I found something I enjoyed doing. And so I just continued to do it. But now I'm doing it in a way that I don't have to use it as a lie. Like I can finally do something for myself. And I started making amends to a lot of the people that I had hurt and a lot of the people I had manipulated. I worked with some great men in recovery. And uh, so I learned a few things that everything has an opposite axis. And I began to study a lot of stoicism, if you guys are familiar with that. It's, it's a mm -hmm. lot of philosophy, and I study every day. And so I understood that everything has an opposite axis. So for everybody that is a manipulator... You can flip that axis and you can become persuasive. Persuasive does something for you and I get nothing out of it. Manipulation is you doing something for me. And so I learned how to persuade people to better ways of living. Um, if you are a radical that is just full of hate, well, then the opposite axis of that is love. And so you can have that same radical feeling for love that you had for hate. You just have to flip the axis on it. You know, it's said that alcoholics and drug addicts are the most undisciplined people on the planet. And I'm like, that, that there could be from the truth. It's a lie. Because tell me what is more disciplined than somebody that refuses to allow anything get in their way, anything at all, so that they can get higher, so they can get drunk. That's the same as somebody disciplined and saying nothing is going to get in the way of the raise. Nothing is going to get in the way of a 4.0 average. Nothing is going to get in the way of the degree. Nothing's going to get in the way of becoming an IFBB pro. It's discipline. It's just on the negative axis. And so I, I, had and I had to learn and had to do a lot of spiritual work for spiritual growth so that I could become the person I am today. So we skipped forward today. And the same man that introduced me to bodybuilding, who is also on the same team, I can, who is still a mentor and one of my best friends today, he stands right next to me as we place first and second place. The two of us together take first and second place in open classic in the same show. And there's not a lot of people that can, can really say something that monumental about what they've done. I mean, and there's people that can probably do greater, but the fact of the matter is, is that the way I look at it is the man who is willing to take the first chance on me is the same man that I got to stand in honor of accepting a trophy right next to him. It's like, you literally brought me to this place. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and the chance you took on me, which is why I still today choose to do the same with my clients, with the men that I sponsor in recovery, with students that I have, because I'm finishing a degree right now. Anywhere that I can, that I could be an offer, you know, offer a service. Absolutely. 
but I'm also one of the most difficult people in the world to deal with because I understand a lot of bullshit and I, I don't co-sign it. I just won't put up with it. You know, nobody did it for me. They saw straight through my crap. They would call me out on it. So I, in turn, I do the same. And it's not to, to belittle you. It's not to be demeaning. It's some of us, we've become a society of such offended people. Everything is an offense. Mm-hmm. Any common sense that you bring to somebody, anything that you say that is relative to a negative way of life, stop right there. You have no right to say that. Well, I may not have a right, but guess what? You're going to listen to it anyways. And if you're offended, it's your fault. You can't take offense to something unless you identify with it. So you're Mm -hmm. just, everything I just told you is true. And people don't like that. We have become so soft in in everything today. I mean, you you have these, this this is on YouTube, right? So I can say a lot of stuff. Okay, good. We're free to go. We we know how we talk. (laughs) You look at Facebook and it's like, stop, stop right there. Stop. We had a team of fact checkers look up the information you just said because no, it's not about fact checking. Somebody got pissed off. Why did they get pissed off? Because it's relative to something that they need to get their life out of. It's the old saying, truth hurts. Truth does hurt, just like all growth hurts. If growth doesn't hurt, you're not growing. It's a fact to this day. I will find four or five areas in a day as quick as I can, that I need to make something right. Whether I say something the wrong way, I take a joke too far, you know, uh, especially with Kelly, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a very hard person to live with because I'm very routine and I'm very disciplined and she is as well, but I can't hold her to the standard of where I'm at. I need to respect the standard of where she is so we can together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. don't see too often anymore. You see what's this stupid shit, this red flag stuff that's all over yeah. the place. I'm like, I'm like, bitch, it's not a red flag. And that goes towards male or female. I don't care. It is, you know, a dumb decision when you see it and you do it anyways. You're the red flag. Exactly. And people don't seem to understand that. They put the red flag on everybody else. Instant, simply because you want to shit comfortably. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't expect anybody to do that for me. But I'm not doing it out of spite or doing it to put you on the spot. But these are people that I have relation with every single day. And I'm serious. Sometimes you just got to put your foot down because it's something I do for myself. And we do see good men that do that. We do see some really good men that do that. And we do see some good women that do that. But if you just look at the way, and it's not necessarily kids. It's even 40-year-olds like me that are just, hey, you can't say that. And I'm like, well, I can. I can. Before we move on. I want I want to I want to show you a video, right? And as we're playing the video, I want you to tell me how you felt at this very moment. All right. I watched that video maybe like 30 or 40 times. Now, in the posing segment, you don't hear my coach yelling at me, tighten the glute, tighten the glute. I hit your hand, hit your hand. And I mean, we've been posing all night long before that. And I'm just, I'm mentally and physically shot, right? And so I'm up there and I spent years in ballet, years in ballet, believe it or not, all the time. And so I have grace, and I can dance, and I know how to do this, but I was just done. Like, upstairs, I was like, look, 
hit your seven basics, call it done. Just hit your seven basics, call it done. And what he kept chipping me on was he was like, you did not tell your glutes are so shredded and you got an ass up stage. And I was like, but it looks so pretty, you know, but he did. Because, <laughs> you know, I forgot to tighten my glutes. And then in the one where we had to do the lineup, I finally hit it. And boom, that's whenever I got five call out, you know. I didn't have to go back up on stage after that. It was like, hey, you made top five. I made top five. I've made top five. We got to enjoy the rest of the day just kind of relaxing so that we could enjoy the evening part of the show. Right. But yeah, that was, it, so that, 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 the original video that you showed up until the end was all prejudging. No, the the... Yes, all that was prejudging. We didn't get uh, now in that one. I didn't get the stuff from the final because Kelly got it, mm-hmm. and it was grainy. Uh, I do have it, and it's where Ivan and I are both going up, and we're both getting you know first and second place. But there are so many bulbs that are going off at this little bit, you know, and it was a tiny, tight packed space for a lot of people. And so it's like you would see a camera flash here, you'd see a lady standing over here. She would try to adjust somebody standing up, you know. And it wasn't the same as prejudging where there's like 30 people there. Like there was nobody there. In the know. Anytime I go to a show, prejudging is always empty. And when it comes to the finals, the finals is packed. And I'm sitting back like, yo, you don't see what they put in and prejudging. You just want to see the final product. Right. I mean, you could your, your body can transform in a matter of three to four hours. So you would want to see that. And I was and most people they like to see like I mean even if you look at a lot of the, the um the shows that they that they put on now you know a lot of times the pros you only see the final product like you know I just was watching something from Andrew Jack and when they show Andrew Jack they only showed the finals where he was taking a trophy and I'm like yo bro looked so much different at prejudging and mm-hmm. when he came back he just you you I mean even though at prejudging you knew he was walking off the stage with the trophy but when oh, yeah. he came that it was like a whole completely different package and see that's what we did i was diced i was dry i i mean i knew that we had done the work that needed to be done my entire team did the work that they needed to do every one of us walked away with trophies three of us miss kim ivan and myself walked away with 10 10 trophies total and it's a picture i posted with the three of us that are up in front of the there yeah that's our 10 trophies in one show. We took home 10. Damn. You know, as a team, I think that for that show, we took home 18 as the team. That's that's the gorillas. The, the gorillas. Yeah. yeah. And then recently, um, I think it was the Houston show. I know at the Oklahoma show a couple of weeks ago, uh, the team swept that. Houston got swept. Uh, the, the MPC showdown in November. Um, I know guys from here that are going to be competing at that, and I watch them prep. I know who they're going to lose to. I'm thinking I'm going to um, – there's a show in um, Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, I think I'm, it's, 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 I want to say it's in either October or November, and I'm probably going to go ahead and slide into that show. I'll do the same UBO Expo. Because it's a center point where, because none of us live all in the same city. You know, we're all over the country. Mm-hmm. But Dallas is a good center point for the guys that live in um, eastern Texas, west Texas, and Oklahoma. It's like a triangle. Oh, yeah, so it's a triangle. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where we can all hit it all at once. But what we're trying to do right now is Kelly and I are getting married next year. So, and she's on the team now, too. She signed with our team. So we're trying to figure out. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind. Yeah. You never told me this. So your fiance is going to be competing as well? Yes. Yes. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Let me know when y'all compete together. I don't care where it is. I'll be there. It's definitely going to be the UBO. So next year at Dallas, next next June. Next year, my my goal, and like I said, you know, if I were to be able to, and I could see myself doing this forever. You know, it's like Arnold said in an interview with one of those idiots from YouTube or whatever. You know, they asked him, why do you still train today? And he says, why did I eat breakfast today? Exactly. So why am I eating? I slept last night. Why did I sleep? You know, he says, it's just part of his life. And that's the way I am. I'm like, training is healthy first. And I enjoy doing it. Why would you want to stop doing something you enjoy doing? But next year, I tell you, you know, the the attention you get from from looking – 
amazing. It, it, it's different. And like I, like I said, you know, I, I said to somebody the other day, I said, you know, a lot of guys train so women can look at them. No, digital. But when you go to the gym, females don't even pay you no attention. It'd be the dudes that come to you like, yo, you look freaking amazing. And you're like, well, that wasn't my goal, but <laughs> you. <laughs> we don't train together. We train at the same time, but we do not train together. Uh, we mm -hmm. see a girl up there, uh, and I just don't like their personality. I don't like how they come off. They dress identical, like husband and wife dress identical every single time to go to the gym. So I call them the twat twins because I, I don't know which one wears the panties, you know, to be honest with you. But so when we go in there, we completely disassociate. Like we go in, we give each other a kiss, we throw the headphones on. We're in our own world doing exactly what we're supposed to do towards our goals. Mm -hmm. so she could walk right by me. I won't pay attention. I could walk right by her. She won't pay attention. And then as soon as we're done, boom, we're right back to life. What is she going to be competing in? Bikini. You want to come say bye-bye? Yeah. Come say bye-bye. 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 I'll be there. Look, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to talk to Doug, and depending on what's going on, I might hop on that show as well. Oh, really? That'd be, be exciting. A good one. It's a fun yeah. one. We'll, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, don't, you, I don't know, you know. I'm telling you, that's June. Next he, done pulled me off, he done pulled me off for three shows so far. He was like, you know, not this one. Not this one. Now he's like, like he called me this morning. He said, yo, um, yeah, this one. He gave me like three shows, and he says we're gonna do all three of these shows, but all tight. Maybe not three. Maybe two. Maybe mm. four. No, we're no. definitely doing. We're definitely doing three. We're just trying to figure out because both of us compete. Both of us are in this lifestyle. Like, do we really want to get married like mid prep and misery? Who's gonna be mad at who at the wedding? <laughs> Y'all gonna say aggressively? I do. You ain't hear me? Get the cake. Get the, we can't eat the cake. We can't eat the cake. We might both be hungry at this point. I'm telling you, I would. You can have oatmeal instead of cake. You can have ice. <laughs> I don't have it, baby. I didn't even say the C word. Yeah, she, he said the wrong word. But I love you. All right, I'll see you. All right, baby. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. It's. Yeah, you no. Have, it, it, but if you do the show in June, a 16 week prep. Yeah, you're gonna have to start prepping February. February then that's what we we do. We start. I always start prepping February, but we'd planned on doing a June show, and then the first week of August, the one the uh, the, the Oklahoma one that just happened. Mm -hmm. I, the thing is, is that I work, you know, shift work, so it's twelve hour shifts. I'm a full time student, so I'm doing ten hours of homework a week. I sponsor several gentlemen in recovery. I have a sponsor of my own, so that takes four or five hours a week. My meetings are three hours a week for recovery. And then on top of that, I've got my training, which right now I do four on one off, and I usually spend about an hour and a half in there. And it's possible. It's absolutely possible. So I, I, I've had people say, well, you know, if I could, and I'm like, well, you can. You don't have to do what I do, but you can culminate and formulate an idea and map out a plan to improve your way of living if you want to. If you're cool where you're at, you're cool where you're at. But um, it's the can't word. I, yeah, I, a lot of people say that, you know, I can't do this. You know, I you know, I hear so many people talking, you know, especially when it comes to certain workouts that I do. Like I heard a guy, you know, if somebody said to me, I put, I put, I put out, a, um, I, I sent out videos and I benched 255 and it was like, I can't do that. And I'm like, why can't you? You're just not able to right now. Yeah, you, uh -huh. can, you can eventually get there. Uh -huh. You know, then people were like, oh, well, I can't look how you look. You could be able to look better than me. All you got to do is dedicate yourself to your diet and your cardio and your training, and you're going to get there. You could probably look way better than me. If we can get ourselves into the habit, like we don't even own a TV. Like we don't, like, I don't think I've owned a TV in like five, six years. I just, I don't watch TV. I read all the time. I'm a big, I'm a book nerd. Mm -hmm. But uh, we got, you, you can get yourself into the habit of like your, your training time can be, you know, your Netflix time can re be replaced by training. Even if it's just walking around the neighborhood, grab your wife by the hand. Like, and I'm huge on this, you know, communicate with your spouse, make it a team effort, you know, um, 
you know, my, my ex-wife and I, did we work out together? Yeah, did, I mean, did we have the healthiest communication? No, on me, I understand my part in that, you know? And it's awesome that she and I can still get along today because it wasn't that case for a long time and it's because of me. You know, and a lot of people say, well, it's not just one. I'm like, I can only change the one. So when I yeah, say, well, I just understand me. of this, you know, and I, I keep no hostility or blame towards her for how things transpired. That's not her fault. I am only responsible for my fault. And that's the same if I choose to fall off my diet, if I choose not to study for school, if I choose not to meet up with the gentleman that I sponsor, if I decide one day I'm going to call in sick for work, we can create patterns in our lives and we could do it systematically where it's justified by one, justified by the next, justify one and justify the next until we create a domino effect of our lives just falling down. And then what do we do? We seek pity. We seek pity. Feel bad for me. You know, um, two things I can tell you for absolute certain in my life is I do not need motivation of any kind. I just do. I just do. That's that's all there is. I just do what I need to do. And, and I do it. To the best of my ability every time? No. I got a damaged sciatic nerve right now. I'm on D-load deluxe. But it doesn't stop me from going to do the work that needs to be done. I just do it at what I'm able to do right now. All right. Let's pause on that. We got to take a break. We got to pay some bills. So if you're looking to have a podcast and you're looking to join the Evening Rush Network, this is what you need to do. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Jesse is amazing. Yo, before we move on, let me shout out a couple of people. I want to shout out to Mommy's Mommy's Hustle Couture, who made this amazing mug for me. She's also made a couple of shirts for me. You know, shout out to them. Of course, I got to shout out Elevate Yours, one of my sponsors. Sayings by Butter. Of course, definitely got to shout out Envious Creations, One by Rainbow, Indian Ivy Inc., BQ Mommy Productions. I'm going to be with BQ next week. Um, Bomb Beauty Bar, Wise Choice Sewer and Drains, and of course, I'm not going to forget. Axe and Sledge. <laughs> Y'all think we're not really about this life? we really about this life. I got some more products, but I didn't feel like going to grab because this is just what You I got mean. dogs, okay? And we're, we're stocked. Like, I, I stay stocked. But here's the one thing. It's like, people will see the tattoo under my chin, you know, because it's it's covering my beard right now it's off season i don't care but i've got the logo tattooed underneath my chin with just work and so but people see that and it's everything that i wear you know it's my gym bag it's literally outside of what i wear for our team you it's got the I big wear. you got the duffel bag with the, the black with the red inside the first duffel bag i've got the oakley backpack i've got the second duffel bag i've got I'm staring at farm fed right now with my creatine and I mean, and there's stuff that I get from Amazon too, you know, as far as my basic supplementation, but yeah, it's, it's our entire house, like everything. In it. And people are like, is it the best product on the planet? I'm like, and here's my truth. Fuck no, I've tried better. Here's the thing. It's the best community I've been a part of. Exactly. Why would and I want that's what it got, you know, I've tried, and I'll be honest with you, you know, and I mean, we're not sponsored by them. I mean, so, so as far as the show, but there's a vegan protein from Ghost called um, Ghost Peanut Butter Cereal. Hands down, 
that has got to be the best protein I've ever tasted in my life. I don't know why. Maybe it's the peanut butter, but it's the best. And I had a coworker actually bring it to work, and I forgot my protein shake in the, at the house. So I, I had a, I had I had a blender, and I'm she's just like, yo, I got protein right there. And when I looked at it, I'm like, nah, I don't know. But then I'm like, yo, you know what? I got I got to make a shake. So I took it, and I was I was I was shocked. So definitely, if you guys are looking to get some Axis Sledge product, go to AxisSledge.com. Code McLean10. What's your I'll code? Let you, I'll let you have it. No, no, take it. Come on. I, you here. You got to put your code out there. <laughs> I want I want to, you know, I want to change my code, my code so bad because it literally sounds like, like a toilet cleaner. It's flow 10. <laughs> <laughs> like that literally sounds like something I'd stick in. I want Mr. Flowers 10. Because everything I have is, and that's my stage name, that's my actual name. That's why my students refer to me as the gentleman I sponsor referred to me as. I'm like, it sounds prestigious, but just cocky enough, like ju- just enough, you know. But I'm like, hey, it's my dad's last name, so don't blame me. So now that we've talked about the tra- the tragedy, we've, we've also talked about the triumph because you 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 just took your show. Let, let let's go into some. Look at this amazing transformation. That was so great. Both of them. See, here's the thing: is that the one of me on the right? Now I don't know how it's going to show the viewers, but in the Los Pollos Romano shirt, Breaking Bad, by the way, that's five seven five original. That's yeah. majority of that is liver that you see. A majority of that is my swollen liver. From well, you know what? Because when I had it, I had I had both my my natural kidneys removed. So when people would see my stomach, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, why are you so fat?" And I'm like, "Yo, both my kidneys weighed over ten and a half pounds each." Oh no, so, I was fat. I was definitely fat. I, I mean, I, I was wore, fat at one point in time. I was two eighty five. Right. Yeah, I wore size forty two. I wear it like right now. The one thing is, you know, even though I'm, I'm gaining right now and I'm doing it slow, I, I can still put on a size twenty eight waist. Now I cannot get them around my quads, but I can most definitely get a twenty eight around the waistline. And I'm just like, I, I can't tell you about a twenty eight waist. I can tell you about a twenty four. <laughs> that was. That was 25.5 in that photo for uh, that we had done. That was, that was my prep photo. 25.5. And you look you looked freaking amazing. So tell me, as far as, I mean, we could talk about it. We said we're not going to talk about it. What, what, what is, your, um, what is your, your gear looking like right about now? Yes, that's all done. So are you just taking this test? That's it. It's I, I I ran so like such a long, almost three year cycle. I was able to maintain a portion of that lean mass. Like what you're seeing there, like I on stage, I weigh 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. It looks bigger, it looks, you know, it looks grainier, it looks huge in photo. I'm not that big of a guy. I'm really not. So it's like I run tests. And do I run a little more than I should? A little bit more, you know, but but healthy. I get my blood work done, I get everything checked. But with my recovery, it's one of those things that I have to draw a fine line. Am, mm-hmm. I, am, am I to the point where I think that I could? Yes. I need to discuss that. And it's for accountability. You know, I want to talk to my sponsor about that. Kelly and I have already talked about it. We've already had a conversation. My parents and I had a conversation. But it's one of those, I do want to take this to the next level. Now you got those people that'll look at it like that's cheating. That's the only way you can get that big, and it's usually five hundred pound slobs that are telling me stuff like that, or somebody. Yeah, I mean, if, if people don't understand the lifestyle, here's the thing: you don't understand it. Performance enhancing drug, which means you got to get off your ass and do something if you want to see the results. Because I've seen guys misuse gear and just look sloppy. Be slobs. Like the hormones got out of whack. The gyno just took straight over. You know. And am I opposed to it? No, I'm not. But as a former addict, do I want to make sure that I'm holding a fine line with it? Because more than likely, I probably will be jumping on before we do the show next year. And I know I'll get a little bit bigger. won't get much bigger. I mean, I'm 40. I like where my physique is at now. I like that I can maintain the shoulders and the chest year round because, you know, it took me years to put them on. But I do also see the pictures and Kelly's seen them. I've got two where I was 237. And I was probably about 10% body fat. You know, I wasn't, like, super lean or anything, but I was just monstrous. 
Mm-hmm. But I also remember how much I hurt, the growing pains that came with it. My sleep was shit while I was on it. Uh, my eating was about 50-50 clean, not garbage, not like burgers and fries and stuff like that, you know, but I wouldn't monitor my sodium intake. I, I didn't see, I didn't understand I had a gluten, not allergy. I don't have a gluten allergy, but my body doesn't absorb and respond. It doesn't absorb it nicely. You can yes. Right. And and that's so like I do brown rice. I do um, brown rice pasta, like the, the game meats, the elk and the deer. And uh, I've got a friend in Alaska, Miss Heidi. I'd really like to get some moose from her. If you're watching this, because I sent you the link earlier. I sent Heidi the link also. Okay. I sent you the link earlier for you guys. If you're listening, got you. I know what she's doing. She's got that hair like this. She's got the hat on. Oh. <laughs> Yo, Heidi is so amazing. She is. Oh, everybody. I mean, and the thing is, is that like within, you know, the Democrat community, and it's it's anywhere you're going to find in bodybuilding, you're going to have cliques. And it's not like the cool kids at the lunch table. It's the, we have all experienced something in our lives. That it's us together. weirdos. That's what we are considered, the weirdos. Um, I mean, seriously. I met, I met a guy recently who actually came to my gym, and when I turned around, I had my bag on and I had an Axe and Sled shirt on, and he had a hat on, and I turned around and he was like, "Terrence," and I'm like, "Yeah," and I didn't, and I'm like, and he told me his name, and he was like, "I'm part of the demo crew." He's like, "I don't post a lot," he said, "but I see everything that everybody's posting." So I'm like, "Well, how often do you come to the gym?" And I mean, he was a bigger guy, and he was like, "Not often enough." And I was like, yo, if you ever decide to want to come to the gym, I gave him a business card. I said, Joe, you part of the demo crew. I'm here. We just gonna work together. I haven't heard from him since. I haven't even seen I haven't even seen him post. You have to want it. But in and here's my thing is I post what's relevant when I post, and I may throw like a humorous one like once a month or something, you know. But um a lot of what I post, I don't know if you've seen, is I will read, I will meditate, and I will take something from that reading that will have me question an aspect, whether I'm doing good or bad, or I will actually, you know, be given, like, word of knowledge, and I will share that. And or I'll read I think that's how, man, you actually started, got, started talking, because you had posted something, and it led to a whole conversation. Right. And and but and that's the thing is I, I people will comment and stuff that's cool but what I what I get from it is I'll have occasionally have somebody that will message me like hey man I was kind of thinking this same thing and I'm going through this and now there is somebody else that may be experiencing something on the same level as I am where we can help each other mm-hmm. rather than sit there and think you're all alone you're the only person in the world that's going through something you're the only person that's going to experience this or that. That is, to me, is what social media should be used for, is for the promotion of personal growth, prosperous businesses, you know. It shouldn't be on there to be flagging and attacking everybody, you know. I, I don't see the, the point in that. It's why these kids are so fucked up nowadays, is mm-hmm. they, you know, and Mike Tyson said it best, you know, you guys can say whatever you want behind a keyboard. Imagine saying that to my face. You can knock the fuck out. Facts. And, like, I'm not a fighter by any means, but I have seen with some people, especially in this area, have sent me in comments or they've sent me in Messenger, and then I run into them at H-E-B, and it's... I'm like, A, I'm not a violent person, never would I come up there and attack you, but literally you would do anything to you in public. But your reaction alone shows me who you are. It shows me everything about your character. And, and that's something that can be changed if you want to. I'm not saying that we're going to have a utopia and, you know, live the way that Jesse sees life or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, I got a pretty sweet life. It's really good. I got a wonderful, incredible woman. I've got two healthy kids, you know. I have a former wife that I get along with great. Um, I got a great gym and friends that are there. I've got respect in the workplace because I respect others. I do great in school because I pay attention. And it's like the common sense shit of every single day. The solution to everything has become like the enemy to all this hate and rhetorical shit that people are putting out there on social media for what attention or the poor pity me's, you know, the feel bad for me. I'm like, I can't, I just don't have time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the resources. If you need some help, I can help you, you know, to the best of my ability. 
you're going through something because I've been through some stuff. I go through some stuff. We're all human, but I cannot be the guy that is like, look, you, you may say, dude, man, you inspire me. Please don't say that. Please do not tell me that I inspire you. I never once told a truth, though, but I mean, but you I have to look at it. You, you may I, not want to be that person that inspires people, but everything that you've been through and that, that you continue to show people, you inspire people to say, okay, he did it. Maybe I can do it. Right. And maybe I can talk to him about getting to that level. With my ego, and it's something that I have to keep in check consistently because I do love living a stoic life. I don't want to live an egotistical lifestyle. And so when I hear those words actually being said, I'm not trying to come off as, as um, ungrateful or anything, but words like that for a guy like me, um, they can promote egotism. And so when I hear them, I'm not downplaying what you're saying. Those are just words that a guy like me, I don't, I don't need to hear, you know, it's no, I look at you as being, like I said, you know, at the beginning of the show, you're probably one of the more humble people that I've met. That I've See, you said that, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but, but that's who you are. You look at you look look for 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 you to for you to place the way you placed, for you to be where you are in your life. You know, you could be one of them. You could be an arrogant asshole, and you're not. That's not who you are by nature. You know, somebody could walk up to you and just have an open conversation. Me and you have spoken on on, on Messenger and just had open conversations. It, 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 it that's who you are. So when I say you're humble, it means you know I've met some people and. They've gotten on that sh- on that stage and they're straight assholes. And I'm like, yo, you didn't even place in the top five. <laughs> how were you? How are you this arrogant? Tell you what, I met a young man has the same first name as me at that show. Young, he's he's old enough to be my son because he's my son's age, right? And we're in the elevator, and this kid is like, he's like, he's like, man, I didn't know they didn't have microwaves in the in the rooms, and I got to make all this rice. And I was like. Bro, just come up and use our, our microwave. And he kind of flipped because the, the kid had never been exposed to, like, that, hey, let me help you out. Mm-hmm. Total stranger, you know? And I was like, dude, you got my first name. We both named Jesse. I was like, you got to come up now. Like, you have to now. And so he didn't, but guess what? He still won the teenage. You know, I'm pretty, sure, that his, I'm pretty sure his parents were like, you are not going up there. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Joe, listen, we created come to an end. I want to thank you for coming on the stage, on him on the stage, on the show. (laughs) See where your mom is at. Yes, listen, (laughs) I'm getting there. I appreciate you for coming on. I thank you for telling your story. I'm I'm, 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 I'm humbled to to, to actually have had you on the show for us to come back. This is the first show since we had, like, I think I've been on break for what two months or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I had to have you on this. I had to have you here. That's those backslides, man. Keep growing, keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. It, 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 every so often with the podcast, where we gotta, we gotta take a little break. Oh, you know, okay. To, to, to regenerate, you. you know, ideas and uh, stuff. He was, uh, he was about to get you. Oh, yeah, he was No, no. I mean, no. So, so I had, I had to take a break, and also, you know, with Doug, Doug actually had me switch my whole routine where I needed Thursdays were actually my my rest day. So I, if I didn't have to work my regular job, I was here laying on the couch doing nothing. Just chilling. Just chilling. So it, okay. it was needed. So, you know, I'm glad to have had you back on the first show. I greatly I appreciate, appreciate you. It's absolutely my privilege. All right. So appreciate it. everybody tuning into the TL. Matter of fact, Rose, you, 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 you got something to say. I'm going to let you say what you need to say. What would I have to say? I don't know. You got something to say. What you doing? Because you do everything. Uh, we get ready to start uh, your wrestling show. When your wrestling show starting? Uh, the first Thursday in September. Well, shout out to Rails. Rails got the Rails relaxation hour Mondays at 9 p.m. on the Evening Rush Network. And he's going to have the wrestling show on Thursdays at 9 p.m. after this show. So shout out to Rails and everything he's doing. You know, like I say, Mr. 24-7. He's also the VP of the Evening Rush Entertainment Record League. Appreciate you. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure I messed that up somewhere. Yeah, I'm I'm just working, man. I'm just trying to work as hard as I can. Yeah, he does he does everything. And he's a postman. That's why my post my I ain't get my check for ten ten million dollars yet. That sounds like a you problem. I didn't have nothing to do with that. My mother mother retired from the from the post office after 33 years. And Uh I can tell you. 
I know this and I haven't even met you. You got calves. Because Actually, I don't. I don't. Nice. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't. Where did I get my calves? I'm like my mom. She didn't even put up a fight. Oh, man. Look, like, I'm mad. My mom didn't give me the calves. I don't even have them. Yeah. But, yo, right. tune in next Thursday. TL Mac Fitness Show. Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the season two. We are back. We're going to have some new sponsors, some new music. And, of course, next week my band will be going up. We're doing some new things. And, of course. Oh, boy. I didn't miss this. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> That's Stay one thing up. I did. That's one thing I didn't miss. <laughs> and we out. All right. All right.